Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the World Football Index Scouting Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Miller, joined as always by Tom Robinson. Tom, I hope you're doing well this time around. Yeah, I'm doing very well. Looking forward to another set of Spotlight Pods. The last ones were really good fun to record, so it's always a pleasure to be here. Uh, and joining us for a first time to give us a little Colombian perspective on things. These next couple of pods will be breaking down some Colombian youngsters is Simon Edwards. Simon, pleased to have you on the show. I know first time on the Spotlight pod, but certainly not a first time on a World Football Index pod. How are you? Yeah, very well. Thanks. No, I've really enjoyed these podcasts. I think it's a really, really interesting uh, series. So I'm happy to hopefully help out a little bit on a few interesting Colombians. On today's show, we'll be breaking down uh, Juan Camilo Hernandez, a player who is just about to make his move to Europe. Uh, he'll be playing for Huesca in the Spanish second division on loan from Watford, who had uh, previously purchased him from Deportivo Pereira in the Colombian second division, where he was then loaned to America de Cali for six months in the Colombian first division uh, until he turned 18. But Tom, he's a player that we've seen play with the Colombian under-20s. He's a, a, a typical Colombian midfielder, if you will. What sticks out when you watch Hernandez play? Well, yeah, I think the the one thing that really sticks out about Hernandez when you when you see him play and and generally just look at his career so far is the number of goals he's scored. You know, you know he's he's not really. It's quite hard to pin in exactly where his best position is. He seems to be sort of a um, attacking midfielder, second striker. You know, he's played up front before. He can he can play sort of almost anywhere across the um, sort of three and behind a striker. And the fact that he scored 20 goals, I think it was, for Deportivo Pereira. And as a 17-year-old, that was one of the things that immediately jumped out when I, when I first started watching him. He's got a great shot from distance. And, you know, obviously to have that kind of personality to come into a team and by the way, he was captain of that team as well as a 17-year-old. So it shows you just what a special talent he really is. Um, so yeah, that's that, that's the main thing. Just the amount of goals and and you know all the standard mercurial talents of a of a number 10 in South America, which I'm sure Simon is a big fan of. Simon, 20 goals even in the Colombian second division as a 17-year-old is a pretty impressive tally. Didn't do as much with America de Cali, but also didn't spend as much time there. Just the one goal in 17 appearances, five starts. What about Hernandez has impressed you, Simon? Yeah, for me, I think it, the, the standout thing, and, and with a lot of these talented players, we see some very skillful players, some players who rely on their pace or their physical attributes. Uh, for me, he ticks all those boxes you know, he has enough of all of those attributes. But for me, the, the thing that stands out most of all is his, his personality, his, his maturity. Um, he actually was thinking of giving up his dream of becoming a footballer at, at 14. Uh, he has a, a family who are big football fans, but, you know, not particularly wealthy. Uh, and, you know, he was thinking about other possible career paths, you know, whether he could really commit so much time to playing football and thinking about what he's going to do with his life. <laughs> Again, we're talking about a 14-year-old, but we're from a... From a simple background, and, and you know, football is is all or nothing. So he was kind of, you know, maybe considering whether football was going to be an option for him. And then he played in a, a regional tournament for uh, for the department, which is like the the state. And immediately after 30 minutes, the the Pereira coach saw him, said like, "I want him signed by tomorrow, straight away." And within within a year, by the time he was 15, 16, just turned 16, he was in the first team. Uh, and a year later, he was captain. 
So I think for me, um, as well as, you know, his goals are impressive, the variety of goals he scores. He's not the tallest. He's, you know, he's, he's the decent size, but he scored, a, you know, he scores hazards. He's competitive in the air. He has a good physical presence. But for me, the fact that he always wants the ball, always wants to take responsibility for the team, hence why he was made captain at such a young age, is the most impressive thing. Uh, Pereira, again, second division side, but a, a big side in the second division, has history in the top division. So there's more expectation than some of the other clubs in Colombia. There's some teams that have 400 fans, 300 fans. Pereira's not one of those teams. It's a team that has a big city kind of pressure. So I think he impressed with America de Cali. He didn't play that many games. Obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, under-20 championships in South America. One of the reasons why he didn't go straight into the first team was because of that tournament. But when he did play, he impressed me a lot on occasions. He was a player who often came off the bench, but immediately wanted the ball, immediately made things happen. You know, he was taking free kicks. He was taking corners. He was, you know, there was a quarterfinal in the playoffs for the championship. And this is a huge game. America de Cali have the biggest attendance in Colombia at the moment, having recently been promoted. So there was a lot of difficult situations, a new team in the top division, big crowds. And, you know, he was the one guy who wasn't deterred by the the, the atmosphere or the pressure. Always wanted the ball, always the most kind of exciting player. So a lot of real interesting positives there uh, in terms of his personality and his, you know, his confidence. Tom, let's talk a bit about that that South American Under-20 Championships. Hernandez was a member of that Colombia team in that competition in the early portion of 2017, scored a pair of goals. What stood out in his performances there to you? Yeah, it was an interesting tournament for him, really. I mean, again, as Simon's mentioned, him taking that responsibility of taking the number 10 shirt, I think he was the youngest player in that squad, and just really trying to orchestrate matches from, from that playmaker position. Was was something that stood out immediately. You know, there was there were shades of Juan Fernando Quintero there. I think he he wasn't helped by the fact that Colombia kind of lacked a real kind of sense of how they were, how they were trying to play, and he he looked like he was forming a good relationship with Damir Seta, uh, who was sort of the big target man up front um, in the early games. But then he got injured, and then that kind of forced him forward into a kind of more isolated role a bit further further up the pitch so I think that really didn't affect him and then he, he didn't he struggled to kind of dictate the the play and and we didn't quite see the best of him but you know as, as we've mentioned he's got he's got great passing skills good vision creativity you always felt with him that there was you know an ability to create something out of nothing he, you know, he moves well between the lines and finds pockets of space here, there, and everywhere. As we've touched on, he's, he, he you know, he's not without his flaws. He's, he might not be the quickest, you know, he's, he's not the tallest, but he's good in the air. And you know, the the physical side of his game is is good for, a, you know, a fairly diminutive kind of player. Yeah, it's just a shame, really, that Colombia didn't show their their best performances um, at the tournament and, and didn't make it to the under-20 World Cup because I think there were enough good players in that squad to to have gone on and, and qualified and, and maybe done something in uh, South Korea. So, yeah, we, we saw a glimpse of him, but maybe not quite um, as much as we'd seen at Deportivo Pereira. And again, Cali, he's only shown flashes. I think, I think maybe that's why some people who, who would have expected him to sort of stick around at Watford if he'd, if he'd managed to get a work permit. I think that's why for all the experience he has at such a young age, you know, it's, it's worth bearing in mind that, he, you know, he's still a teenager and, and he hasn't had a lot of top flight experience yet. So, 
you know, there's, there's, there's a lot to come from this man. And I think we just need to sort of bide our time and, and learn to temper that excitement a little bit because, you know, we've seen, we've seen playmakers from Colombia and other countries come over and, and maybe come over a bit too early. So personally, I think this move to Huesca could be, could be a good one. I don't, I don't know what you guys think about that. I mean, one of the issues with players from, from Colombia, uh, from South America, is they have the technical ability often is in place. The physical attributes are often, often there. Um, but it's the, the tactical, it's the movement of the ball. Um, it's kind of following a more complicated system, learning defensive duties. These are the things that, especially kind of a playmaker who often in South America are given certain luxuries. And again, I think in terms of that position, I think Hernandez has a lot of the tenacity he did a lot of good defensive work at Barreira, you know, really took responsibility from for his team. But just in terms of the expectations of playmakers in South America and the expectations of playmakers in Spain, for example, I think moving to 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 the Spanish league, uh, getting game time, hopefully at Oesca, you know, I think I think that he'll learn what he needs to learn there in terms of you know offering off the ball, his movement off the ball, his defensive work, his working with a within a system. I think that's one of the key challenges for kind of the South American playmakers is going over to Europe and then learning that they have to fulfill a different kind of role. We look at Recalme at Barcelona, you know, that was one of the issues. He was a playmaker, classic playmaker, and he moved to Barcelona where he had to fill a different kind of role. Um, so I think we need to, yeah, I think this is a positive move. You know, often he's played from the right mid, right side of midfield, but very much cutting inside, you know, basing himself in that position and cutting inside. Uh, and without the explosive pace of certain players, you know, a lot of it isn't is in the head and in you know with his technical ability. So, I think uh, I think a, a club where he's hopefully going to get a decent amount of football. Um, hopefully, we won't see a Marlos Moreno situation where being on loan means that he has limited opportunities. But I would imagine going to the second division means that he's more likely to get good game time. And if he does, I think he could uh, have a very impressive impressive year. Tom. Obviously, the move is is to Watford in name in that that could theoretically be an end goal. Do you think Hernandez has the type of talent that we could see him in the Premier League within a couple of years? Or could this be a situation where there are a series of loans before he even really gets that shot at a club like Watford? It's certainly in a couple of years. There's no reason why he wouldn't get that chance to shine. I personally think he's you know, one of the most exciting players that I've seen in the last 12 months. Um, coming out of South America so the talent is there and and that personality to succeed and to take on these these challenges is definitely there I don't know if his style is necessarily best suited to the Premier League the move to Spain's a good one and potentially we could we could see him go on loan or move across to Udinese as another of the Pozzo family clubs that I think maybe Italy or Spain would be an area that's suited to him because for all his good qualities, you know, the the fast pace of the Premier League can be a difficult one to to adapt to. I think maybe a player, another player at Watford who you'd, you'd think has had a better chance of, of breaking into that Watford team is um, Peñaranda, who's another who's who's been loan, loaned out to Spain and, and not really kicked on. But he, he seemed to have a bit more of the, the physical presence and the skills to to really thrive in the Premier League. So, I think a lot's going to depend on the next two years. Like if he really tears up the second division this season, there's there's no reason why Watford wouldn't take a chance on them. You know, they're 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 kind of a club that's struggled for a bit of identity in the last few years. You know, a lot of 
players coming in and out, managers changing every season. So, you know, there's no reason why he wouldn't get a chance, but maybe it's not the most stable uh, setting to, to sort of go in and, and become a mainstay at. So it's, it's very much up in the air at the moment. I re- I'd really love to see him in the Premier League because, like I said, I'm, I'm a huge fan of his. But yeah, I think, um, as I've said, said earlier, like maybe we just need to, to give it a bit of time, let him kind of develop in a slightly less pressured environment. You know, he's going to get some really good uh, experience against some, OK, maybe not some of the biggest clubs in Spain, but there's, you know, there's plenty of historic teams in that second division. Um, Valladolid, Oviedo, Tenerife, Vallecano, Granada, the club we all kind of thought he was going to move to, and Barcelona B are a backup as well. So, you know, there's there's some established teams there who are going to give him a proper, you know, run for his money. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I, I mean, what about you, Austin? Have, have you seen much of him? And, and what do you think his chances are of succeeding in Europe? You know, it feels like we asked the question on, on just about every podcast, and the answer is, is really all the same. It's all about the first couple of moves and, and how the development goes from there. You know, as, as Simon said, we've seen success stories come out of Colombia and we've also seen players who have been forced into a Colombian return because they just didn't didn't hit the ground running in the right way. I think a Spanish second division move is very intriguing for Hernandez. Uh, I'll admit I have not seen much of Huesca play, but I think it's probably the type of club that could do with a little bit of personality and, and pizzazz in the midfield. And I think he could fit in well with that. And there could be a, a spot there for him to win some playing time. And then, as you said, Tom, if he does win that playing time early on and, and plays well, you know, then who knows what comes up. I think the work permit rules uh, for Watford could make things a little bit difficult down the line. Simon, what do you think are his national team aspirations obviously a position where Colombia is not exactly derived of talent in the midfield do you think he's the type of player that could one day play for the Colombian national team do you think that day is is anywhere particularly close uh I I wouldn't say within the next couple of years I mean it obviously depends all on his club form um and I do think Spain and Italy would be more suited than than for example in England I think the young players who stand out in England often do so because of explosive pace or you know impressive impressive physical development um gives them kind of that that edge where i think as hernandez is a real quality all-round player an all-round intelligent player so i think england may be in his mid mid 20s we're talking seven years time i think that may be more viable but i i think he's more suited to kind of establishing himself in in a league where it's a bit more a bit more tactical a bit more technical a bit a bit slower perhaps in the build-up I think that may, may be more suited uh, to a, such a mature, intelligent player. In terms of Colombia, I think it would be very difficult at this point. Um, he's not playing for, he hasn't played for Atletico Nacional or, or one of the big teams. Colombia do pick from the domestically based players quite often, but it's often one or two of the bigger clubs uh, with kind of a big fan following who kind of help push that, push that selection. Obviously, America de Cali is a big club and he was uh, very popular with the fans when he did come on. But he was, you know, establishing himself on a six month loan move, often off the bench. Um, so he doesn't necessarily have that that cachet, that that support within Colombia at the moment. Uh, and then moving to the Spanish second division, he's not going to be on the radar massively. If this goes well for the next year, the year after, then I'm, I'm sure he'll be uh, in contention if he makes a step up to play in one of the top divisions in Europe. So immediately, no. But I think in maybe a year's time, if it goes well, then he, he may be on the radar again. Uh, Colombia do pick a lot of different players. 
especially over the last few years. So they have tried out a lot of players in in Europe and in Colombia. Um, so I think yeah, a good year and he'll be in the conversation. So, Tom, we've talked about how he may not be a player who's suited to the Premier League, um, how that could be a move that's further along down the line. I guess my question is, why would Watford make this move knowing that information? You know, they went in on him when he was a 17-year-old playing in Colombia and then had to be loaned out until he could actually move overseas at 18. So if he is a player that maybe won't play in the Premier League for a number of years yet, why now with this move and, and why Watford in particular? It's an interesting one really, I think you, you've got to really look at the club's owners. You know, the Pozzos have have had a lot of success over the years in, especially identifying South American talents. You know, Alexis Sanchez. You know, he he was one of their success stories. You know, buying buying him and uh, taking him to Indonesia, and I think I think they even loaned him back to River for a while. So you know, they've done this before, and and they know that they've potentially got a star on their hands. And if they can get him early, one, it's going to keep the cost down, the initial fee of getting him across. Two, you know, ultimately, you know, he might go on and become a great player for, you know, one of their clubs. But at the, I think the main idea is the, the potential resale value. I think that's key in it, basically. You know, as long as, as long as he's not an absolute disaster, they're going to make a profit on their initial investment. So there's definitely a lot of that. You know, Watford now... They are signing quite a lot of young guys from diverse backgrounds and countries, whether it's to play for them or one of the other Pozzo clubs. And a lot of Premier League, lower half, middle of the table clubs now are kind of sort of offering themselves as this gateway into a league full of money and, and opportunity. And so that's why I think, you know, that they've gone for it. And that's why the move would have been, you know, attractive to Hernandez as well, because, you know, if he does well at Watford and at Wesker, then the big clubs are gonna gonna see and, and come calling, and it's it's given him time to adapt to you know a different style of football, a different culture, a different language. So yeah, you know there are obviously massive dangers involved in in getting players over you know so young when you know they're still developing and they're at a crucial stage in just you know their own personal development, and it it can go terribly wrong. But the benefits far outweigh the negatives so yeah for me it was uh, you know it was not surprising to see him snapped up because you know from his short time in in Colombia and for the under 20s I think that's enough to convince everyone that this guy is is a, is a gamble worth taking and you know for me not much of a not, not much of a gamble to and some as I've said I'm a, I'm a big fan and I I think it was a shrewd move from uh from the Pozzos yeah I mean they've also uh, they've also signed Jorge Segura, which is another Colombian teenager. Uh, Duvan Zapata was at Udinese as well and did well. So I think there's a lot of real bargains in Colombia. Uh, having his, you know, showing his maturity, even if you just looked at his statistics, a player who played, you know, 50 times before his 18th birthday and scored 20 goals, you know, it's, it's very impressive. Uh, so I think, uh, yeah, for a few hundred thousand pounds you know it's definitely it's definitely an investment that's gonna gonna pay back multiple times in the future even if he doesn't go on to become a star for Watford which you know in a couple of years time given what he's achieved by his 18th birthday you know I think there's a lot of reasons to think that he could have a big impact in Europe. Tom do you have a bad pun to close us out or should I just uh, bring this in? Nah I've, uh, I've been trying to think of one but um, maybe maybe with something on his on his nickname uh, Kucho. 
Um, I mean, where does that even come from, uh, Simon? Do you know? Because he has the, an appearance of an old man with a mal, like a bad attitude, like a unhappy face. <laughs> a grumpy old man, basically. I bet he loves that. <laughs> That's his own words as well. <laughs> Tom, do you have a, uh, a good pun to close us out or should I just bring this one to a close? Well, I think we can all agree there's always space for a, for a bad pun to end the show. So... Yeah, I'm going to go and say that, you know, he could be the Juan that Watford are, are looking for to turn their fortunes around. On that note, uh, <laughs> <laughs> be sure to follow World Football Index on Twitter for all of the latest footballing news and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes to keep up with all the latest. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.